This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 107 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good brother, good friend, and co-host, Liam. Liam, welcome back to the DCAU Review. We have a legendary episode today that we are talking about as we continue in our month of Batman Beyond. Yes, in fact, we do. As we uh, talked about last week, this is one that was uh, definitely very memorable to both of us. And uh, uh, I think uh, pound for pound, as we'll, and we'll get into that as we go through our categories, one of the funniest episodes in maybe in the entire DCAU history. Uh, yeah, I would put this up against many, many, many other episodes as far as, uh, funny. It's probably, I would definitely say it's, uh, probably the funniest episode that is not a Joker episode, uh, for sure. Uh, so, uh, I am super excited as we get into this episode today. Uh, that is, of course, Liam, we are reviewing Terry's Friend Dates a Robot, uh, from Batman Beyond Season 2. Uh, we are about to get into this today, and uh, so so this is a a very um, let's see a very high school CW drama themed episode, I would say. Yes. Um, there was even even some talk, I believe, in on one of the commentaries or one of uh, an interview Bruce Tim did about this about these episodes, saying that. You know that the mandate had been that this. Uh, he actually really appreciated Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was of course a show that was going on at that time, and they really it was a huge hit at the time. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it for a uh, for what was the CW at the time, the Warner Brothers Network at the time. It was just this massive hit. Uh, so they they sort of modeled that at, at like the way that they would do their stories with this episode. And, uh, and it, it did so well later on that I think I read within about a year and a half, there was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that had a very similar, <laughs> similar storyline that was applied to there. So some, uh, some, some direct homages there between two legendary uh, series going on there. But uh, before we get into talking about the plot and what we liked about this episode, Liam, let us get the episode synopsis from the Internet Movie Database, please. Uh, that is, of course, the IMDb synopsis for this episode, which debuted back on Kids WB on January 15th, 2000. We are just 20 years, uh, which was, of course, 20 years ago this past January. That's right, and this is for the episode Terry's Friend Dates a Robot, which was written by Paul Dini and John P. McCann, directed by Dan Reba, with music by Michael McQuistian. And that synopsis reads as such. A status-seeking nerd illegally buys a robot girlfriend, only to have it become dangerously jealous. Yep, that, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. (laughs) As we so often say here on this program, uh, that synopsis, I think, is actually a, a good one for this episode. Uh, gets right to the point of things, uh, as this episode seems to do. But uh, we are introduced to a yet another member of Hamilton Hill High, uh, this this uh, young, nerdy, mole man looking fella being Howard Groot. Yeah, he's a he's a little bit of a, yeah of a, a very like. Uh, mole man type look maybe a little bit resembling certain creators who worked on the show as well <laughs> um and yes he is uh I, I one of the things i liked about the characterization of howard as we get into a uh, plot here is that unlike say willie watt uh we're not 
at any point in this episode meant to feel sorry for Howard. Nope. Because he's just this, like, weird, horny dude who (laughs) so desperately wants to be popular, and he, like, ignores his real friends and just is, you know, in this ditch-all effort to get a few popular people to like him. And he does and just commits the series of more and more ridiculous and irresponsible decisions leading to, by the end, his house literally blowing up. And uh, so that's one of the things, like, part of the comedy of this is that he deserves, I mean, obviously, I'm not not claiming he deserved to be murdered by his robot girlfriend, but, like, everything he does in this episode that results in, you know, bad things happening to him is his fault. And we're not, we're not trying to do, like, oh, woe is me, oh, poor bullied nerd uh storyline that's no he's he like he's we see him at the start of the episode he's trying to cozy up to you know nelson nash and uh some of the popular girls uh blade and chelsea and they don't want anything to do with him but he's clearly is is sort of friendly with with terry and dana and and max as we find out later so like he clearly has friends but he just he doesn't care about them and he just wants to be popular and he figures out after he goes on a, a trip with Terry to pick up a new uh, synthoid robot, which uh, we, we actually see at the start of the episode, Terry breaks one of the uh, the training uh, robots in the Batcave. So he has to go get a new one. And uh, yeah, he, he finds this super shifty guy who's making robot girlfriends for uh, shady characters. And Howard decides to get him one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you are spot on with that. I think that, um, I think that making Howard not a a sympathetic character was the way to go with this. He is blissfully unaware of his nerddom, so to speak. Um, he is absolutely schmoozing up to the popular kids trying to, to fit in and doing whatever he can because deep down he just wants to be one of the popular kids, even though he is you know, much shorter, fatter, and uh, nerdier than than his uh, than than those he he's wishing to be like. So, yeah, I, I think that I think you're spot on in the fact that they went the right way and not making this character a a sympathetic character. He he yeah he sort of gets what he deserves in in a way because he starts playing with playing with things that he should have known better uh, than to play with. We find out, of course, that he also not only went and got this, uh, this synthoid robot, but he also uses his parents' credit card to do so. Uh, we find out later in the uh, in the episode <laughs> that he max, maxes out his parents' credit card in order to do so. He throws this giant party uh, to try and impress all these friends while his parents are away. And he even uses Cynthia, the the synthoid that he has, uh, as a way to try and, and schmooze up to actual girls in his high school. So it's all a big scam and ruse to try and schmooze up to the, the popular kids and to get with the popular girls. And uh, it backfires on him, and it leads to just a super fun episode um i going back i think that um we we start off in in the episode with a with a a uh, homage to sort of the x-men danger room Um, we have uh terry doing a training sequence with uh some of batman's classic rogues gallery yeah we get to see the new batman adventures versions of the riddler uh two-face and killer croc um um, and it, that's that's a really fun sequence to open the episode as we just see, you know, we, we have this voiceover from from Bruce Wayne talking about sort of different tactics that certain villains would would take take to try to confuse or or to attack Terry and how Terry needs to kind of turn their weaknesses against them. And, uh, yeah, we get we get this fun little sequence of him fighting these uh, these uh, rogues gallery robots and uh and of course it, like like we said it, it leads to him destroying the killer croc robot and uh anytime there's a robot in this show it's got to like blow up or get its head torn off we've talked about that before with like brainiac and stuff like 
anytime there was a robot or anything non-human that they could just destroy in a violent way, it was going to happen <laughs> on this show. And uh, yeah, so the croc, Terry takes the uh, the croc robot's head off. And that's sort of the, the linchpin, which I did appreciate because that's the other thing, as funny and wacky and silly as this episode gets like everything within the episode is kind of well explained. Like there's a reason why Terry has to go to this robotics factory. There's a reason why, you know, Nelson, you know, Nelson or not Nelson, I'm sorry. Howard uh, once, you know, likes, likes Terry's car. He's driving Bruce's car. So, uh, you know, he wants a ride. So he goes with them and then, uh, you know, Terry leaves him alone and and uh, Howard bumps into this really shifty guy named Louie, who's, as as we said, is building these uh, uh, these these uh, robot girlfriends for, I guess, the uh, the uh, for certain people. And, and Howard, as you mentioned, maxes out his parents credit cards to buy one and uh, demands that the guy make him make her 100 percent devoted to him. And that's, uh, again, a very like. Uh, you know, three wishes from a genie. Be careful what you wish for, thing, because <laughs> as soon as as soon as Howard shows any interest in another girl, or when someone like Nelson sort of bullies Howard publicly, uh, she immediately goes from zero to murder bot real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a very very quick quick turnaround here. Um. And so I had a I had a couple of, of plot holes that I was that kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, first of all, if this is a high school and then all of a sudden one day this bot that looks like a supermodel shows up to the high school and just starts attending the school. Uh, isn't that weird? Like there was no like admissions <laughs> admissions uh, team there that was set up to like, oh, there's a new student here. They're they're in the high school during the day. Maybe we should figure out whether or not where this person came from. Um, obviously, none of the other kids knew where this robot came from. She doesn't even have a name. <laughs> she doesn't even know her name right. <laughs> from the beginning until Howard Howard names her. So there's there's no immediate red flags with that. Um, I mean, Terry eventually sort of works that as, as he stumbles upon her trying to kill Chelsea by pushing <laughs> the Hamilton Hill sign off of the building. But uh, there's there's uh, until that point, there's no real question of who or where this woman came from other than the the occasional oh she's you know nelson says she's hot or whatever and and tries to come up introduce himself but there's 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 definitely plot holes in in that point there that this high school all of a sudden has a new attendee that is sticks out like a sore thumb but nobody nobody no adult bothers to check to see where this person (laughs) came from (laughs) Yeah, um, uh, I, I thought of that, and I thought one little thing that I thought they could have added to make her transition into attempted murder a little uh, less shocking would have been instead of having her just go right after Nelson and Chelsea to, like, have a scene, like, right after Nelson is kind of a jerk to however he's, like, complaining about Nelson, and it's like, man, I wish someone would just, you know would beat him up or would teach him a lesson or something. And then she goes, well, then I'm, I'm going to go do that. Right. Um, that, that's, that's a minor thing. And again, this is such a light comedic episode that I think you can forgive a lot of that stuff. But yeah, I think that's worth, worth pointing out that there's a few little things that could, that I think could have been tweaked that would have maybe uh, uh, made, made the transition uh, a bit smoother. Oh, I I agree. Uh, now, of course, we go on through this episode. She just keeps getting more and more violent. Uh, you can't even come up and and touch touch Howard or look at him the wrong way without her flipping out and becoming very violent. Howard kind of pulls her away as in the middle of this in the middle of this party that they're having, and uh, decides he's going to break up with his <laughs> made for him synthoid robot. Who then goes haywire in one of 
the most hilarious sequences I've ever seen. Uh, it says that he just wants to be friends with her, which ultimately causes her to explode, uh, thus ruining the house. There is a battle that ensues between uh, both Batman and Louis, the creator, or the designer of the robots, uh, that occurs that is interesting. And there's also certainly some some uh, battle between Cynthia and Batman in Howard's house at the end. Um, but yeah, and that, that kind of wraps things up. She explodes, blows up inside <laughs> Howard's house. And then in one of the greatest lines in the history of DCAU, <laughs> Howard's parents return and give him the riot act. So good. Yes. Uh, just a tremendous finish to, to the whole episode, I think. And uh, complete with uh, the... <laughs> the line that finally makes Cynthia go haywire. She's already she's attempted to kill Max. She's attempted to kill Howard. Batman shows up to fight her. Uh, you know they have this brief fight where, quite frankly, Batman Terry's pretty overmatched. Right. Um, and uh, and sort of, but as Howard is sort of trying to reason with her, and you almost think he's going to talk her down for a second as she's explaining like I don't have any other purpose than to be you know, your robot girlfriend. But then, of course, he hits her with, we can still be friends, and that is what causes her <laughs> to short-circuit and explode, which is uh, just just amazing and, and so funny. And, and yes, as you mentioned, the, the ending being Howard still trying to schmooze up to the popular kids uh, just as, as the, uh, the, the fire department arrives to put out the blaze and... Uh, and his parents get home to yell at him. It's just, it's so funny. And again, like we, like we said, it's in the end, the lesson learned is, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Don't build a robot girlfriend to try to make yourself more popular. Uh, yeah, that would, that would definitely be one, I think, to learn. <laughs> good advice it's good advice for the kids but yeah overall like i said for all for all the reasons we've talked about this is such a fun episode and uh so funny from a story perspective and uh, i gave plot a nine out of ten uh that's good uh yeah i gave it eight out of ten just because like i said there were a couple of those plot holes that didn't quite fit in as to you know where this person came from or why they didn't immediately suspect her or why Terry didn't immediately like he goes to check the handprints out and sees they're clearly girl handprints and his first instinct isn't to think that it's this stranger that may have tried to attack Nelson. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 or put two and two together that he and ha Howard had visited the synthoid robot place <laughs> just hours before and all of a sudden this redheaded beautiful woman shows up <laughs> interested in Howard. Um, and all of a sudden Howard's bullies start, start, you know, flipping out or the fact that Max didn't communicate some of the like violent tendencies that, that she was exhibiting in, in the one-on-ones with Blade and, and Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so for that reason, I gave it an eight out of 10. All right, Liam, let's, uh, let's move over to animation and visuals. This is to me a, such a visually stunning episode. Um, I, I absolutely love this episode. Yeah, it's really, really fun. We talked about that that first sequence at the start of, of the episode where Terry's training in the Notch Danger Room. Right. Uh, uh, which is, is really fun. As we said, we get to see him face off against these classic Batman rogues. Uh, and then from there, we, we have uh, some some also some pretty fun action sequences towards the end. And there's actually one one thing I noticed, um, a couple things, and this I guess goes into more than the visuals and into some of the background designs. Is did you did you happen to notice that in the in the background of the factory was in fact the golem robot? I I missed it. I saw it when I was doing research on some of the information, like the Easter eggs about the episode that it was that it was in there. So I went back and did check it out, but I missed it on my first read through. But that yeah, that was a nice little uh, little nod there. Yeah, again, it just it makes it makes the world feel a little more lived in. Uh, I thought that was a, a cool little visual touch. And yeah, these robots, so they're they're called synthoids, which I believe is also what they call Zeta later on when he shows up. 
So right. I, I don't know if this is the same factory. I mean, we talked about this back uh, when we reviewed Heart of Steel parts one and two, which you can hear in the archives at DCAUReview.com. Um, but I like to think that this is all like this technology is all span, uh, spanning from Carl Rossum's company. Like at some it would point, make sense. He, at some point, like he, the 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 technology is no longer kind of under patent or copyright, and just anybody can kind of take his designs and because again, it's it's sort of that same thing. Obviously, played in a much more comedic way, but they're you know literally creating. Uh, creating human you know human being lookalikes that can that can pass for regular people um so i i I like the idea that all of this from from heart of steel all the way to this episode all the way to zeta and the zeta project and all that i like to think that that's all all connected here um which i and uh i i really like the i like the design of the uh the synthoids that batman fights um, in in the scene where he goes to confront this this sleazy guy who's sort of illegally making these replicants for people, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of fun action uh, a lot of fun action to be had in this episode. For sure, uh, one of the scenes that I thought really stood out, which was it's not a very long scene, it's very quick, but uh, Terry is on the phone with Max that are discussing uh, after he has stumbled upon Cynthia trying to or the, after Cynthia attacks Terry. Uh, after he finds her trying to push the Hamilton Hill sign off of the, the high school, he uh, he's back in his own room. He's changing into the Batman costume while he's on the phone, and he jumps out his window into the Batmobile. There's a scene where the Batmobile is sort of uh, racing towards the – coming from the perspective, racing towards the, the viewer – uh, with the buildings around it going by very quickly and uh, just just a really really great um, yeah yes. I, I think some of the some of the designs for the the synthoids in the certainly in the in the uh, the factory certainly lay the groundwork for the Zeta project robots because there's very there's a lot of similarities I think in the bodies at least mm-hmm. uh, between that so that that sort of foreshadowing almost uh, is uh, is certainly welcomed always appreciated. Um, and and then I, I think the rest of the episode it just looks it looks good. Batman looks cool. Um, the episode flows very well. I, th- I think the despite the fact that Cynthia appears to be like a 25 year old woman as opposed to like <laughs> a, teen- a teenager, which I guess is also some of the part of the, maybe could be part of the comedy uh, in in that he created a girlfriend that was you know a, a supermodel as opposed to a, a teenager. Um, you it know, also I, kind I, of plays well as this sort of parody of a wb show because right. <laughs> it's pretty common for uh, you know, people in their late 20s early 30s to be cast as teenagers on that show on those shows even today on the some of the more modern cw stuff i think it's it's not beyond the pale to see someone be like oh yeah she's 17 you're like mm-mm that's not that's not possible, but <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know if there's some of that there too, or yeah, if it was more just to be because you know Howard was a uh, wasn't thinking with his brain so to speak, but yeah, I do think her design is very funny, and I like that it was funny because we again we talk about Heart of Steel where once it's sort of revealed that these are robots, they begin moving very spider-like and very unhuman-like. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia never really does that. There's kind of one spot where, like, you know, Max knocks her down and is trying to fight her, and she kind of, uh, you know, kind of springs up and does like this dramatic sort of anime leap. But otherwise, she's just very much like she's in this black dress and heels the whole time. So she's like, even once it's revealed that she's this killer robot, she's still kind of just doing like this normal like sultry supermodel look and i think again that just adds to some of the visual comedy of the episode as well as 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 much danger as everyone is in she's still very much just moving like she was before she was uh, revealed to be the robot yeah yeah there there isn't a visual change or a visual like she does yes she continues to move the same way you're you were spot on with that um because of just how great everything looks in this episode i actually appreciated howard's design too i think that he obviously is as you you sort of alluded to before he's modeled after young paul dini uh so that was you know paul paul of course is a legend in in uh 
in in the DCAU, you know, currently writing Batman The Adventures Continue, a uh, big part of that. And of course, just uh, the creator of Harley Quinn. He actually, mm-hmm. this is, of course, not his, his one and only appearance. He definitely has multiple appearances in DCAU form. Yes. Uh, one of them we have not covered the episode yet, but in I believe it's in Joker's Millions when the Joker's looking for a uh, a new Harley, uh, <laughs> he makes he makes a pretty legendary appearance there as well. Yes, uh, yeah. So that I, I do like the design. There's also just a great shot, like from an animation perspective and from a comedy perspective, where when Cynthia shows up, as you mentioned, you know all the all the people's heads are turning as this beautiful woman walks into the school and. You know, as you mentioned, Nelson kind of hits on her and tries to get her attention. She goes, actually, I'm only interested in him. And it flashes <laughs> to this shot of Howard, like, strutting down the halls of the school. <laughs> it's, like, it's really well animated because he's, like, he's moving past all the lockers and all these, like, stunned people who can't <laughs> believe that this girl would want to go with Howard. And it's, it's, but it's, like, in the midst of it being completely played for comedy, it's still, like, beautifully animated and really well really well done and i was like that's that was so much extra effort put into what was just kind of this throwaway little joke in uh, in the middle of the episode and i, and I really appreciate that and uh, for all those reasons actually i gave visuals a strong a nine out of ten nice uh i went ahead and gave it a perfect 10 out of 10 um yeah, I I really really enjoyed this episode. I think I think the non-danger room sequence at the beginning uh, is is fantastic. You know, bringing back those original character models was great. I, I think that um, like I said, I, I I think that Batmobile sequence is good. I also re- really appreciate the last thing I'll say about the Cynthia is when when uh, just her reaction when Howard tells her that he just wants to be friends and her her <laughs> neck sort of twists in this like unnatural way and you can see the sparks start to shoot off and. Cynthia, can't we work something out? Just because I want to date others doesn't mean we can't occasionally see each other. Howard, don't you understand? I was created for you. I know, but people change. Synthoids get reprogrammed. These things happen. We can still be friends. Friends? Friends? Wrong thing to say? Is it ever the right thing? Like this is a yeah. meme. This should be a meme. Like if this was, you know, 20 years <laughs> older, this would be a meme in modern day. Like, you know, when you tell your when you tell your girlfriend that you, you know she, you, you know, you're just whatever. You run into somebody and she's just a friend. You're just like, <laughs> you know, it's a great, it's a great, great meme worthy uh, moment there as as she malfunctions and and then ultimately explodes. But yeah, yeah. very strong visual episode here. Yeah, one last thing I'll just mention is that during the final fight between Terry and Cynthia, which, as we mentioned, is it's pretty like there's a great shot where uh, they're fighting into the kitchen and Cynthia just grabs all the knives and throws them at Terry and Terry pulls up a wooden cutting board to block them. And <laughs> most of them and one goes almost all the way through and stops just like an inch away from his face and. There's a great shot of it's like this extreme close up on Howard's face and you see Batman and Cynthia fighting in the reflection of these green green glasses that he wears throughout the episode. So, yeah, even even though this is such a, you know, a a story narrative comedy driven episode, uh, as as you pointed out here, there's just some really fantastic visuals and animation as well. Absolutely. All right, and let's move on to music. Uh, again, this episode would so benefit from, and we say it, we've said it every week since we started reviewing probably Justice League Unlimited last last month. Uh, but this is another episode that would benefit so greatly from having the soundtrack released on uh, some available streaming service or CD or whatever WB wants to do. Uh, we're going to continue to champion that until it yes. gets done. But there is a lot of good music here, including uh, Howard's theme itself <laughs> is so great. It's an homage to uh, 70s. Uh, it could be like a, a Shaft type theme. Um, I thought about because the first time it plays is in that sequence I mentioned where 
they show him like strutting down the halls of the school and I was like oh my gosh he's got a shaft it's so good it's it you know it continues to play throughout the episode even after Cynthia uh, shows up at the school and uh, yeah it accompanies accompanies him strutting down the down the uh, down the the halls in the school the high school and continues to follow him it's just this quirky little dumpy theme but it it plays it plays so well and uh man it was it's perfectly written um and and just it it fits this character so well yeah it's it's really really good and there's there's some good uh sort of you know more traditional Batman Beyond fight music in, in the sequence where Terry's fighting the robots. Um, and then uh, near the end when he's, when he's fighting Cynthia, but yeah, the standout is just, um, it's, it's definitely the, the Howard theme. And it's funny. We talk about how uh, a lot of, a lot of these episodes of, of beyond kind of either have sort of a generic sort of, you know, rock theme to a lot of them or, there's sort of a type of music that goes with the episodes. I think we talked about that with like Curare and, and the stalker about how it's isn't necessarily a specific theme, but just sort of a genre of music they use. And, and this episode is, like you said, it's, it's mostly just that, you know, that, that, you know, good, albeit, you know, again, without having access to the, to just the soundtracks, maybe it's hard to not have it blend in a little bit, but that, yeah, that, that Howard theme stands out so much and it, again just adds to the to the to, to the comedy pie so well uh yeah I, I gave music an eight out of ten for this episode um that's that's a strong score um i think that uh you mentioned it but the the music that plays during the the robot fight scene is really good too it's it's very similar to the traditional uh batman theme or some of the other themes that they use but it punctuates the scene so well there's i mean the battle itself isn't too doesn't seem to be too difficult for terry um he you know he, he pretty quickly does away with uh, the the synthoids that are attacking him as he as he uh as he approaches louis but um and then ultimately faces the Louis synthoid uh the fi- the final boss of the Louis synthoid um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I think that music punctuates that scene very well. I think that the battle between Batman and Cynthia has has great music that really turns up the intensity of 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 uh, what has been a pretty comedic episode. The gradual music increase as she starts to haywire is really good too. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, when when Howard tells her he just wants to be friends, and she goes into into uh, into nuclear mode and decides to exp- or blows up at that point, um, I I think that that gradual crescendo is really strong. Um, uh, so I I actually gave music a perfect ten. Out of ten. All right. Uh, one visual I forgot to ask you about going backwards. Uh, who do you think Louis represent? Like, who does he look like to you? Because I was trying to, I was trying to pull somebody like Steve Buscemi maybe, or yeah, or John Waters or something. Yeah, that's that's a good pull. I I couldn't quite place it myself other than that. He reminded me of like a yeah like that kind of shifty like Igor like you know Doctor Frankenstein's assistant type guy. He's got like these big bug eyes and kind of these jagged teeth, and he's kind of hunched over a little bit. And yeah, I, I, that I think I think maybe the the ones you pointed out uh, uh, that that certainly seems to be what they were going for with that look. And uh, yeah, he's he's got a very very unique sleazy sleazy scientist look to him. For sure. All right. All right. Let's move on to our final category of the day, Liam, which is going to be voice acting. Uh, who do we have to talk about today with our voice cast? Yeah, we got a, a pretty full uh, full plate here as far as our regulars and our guest cast. We have uh, most of the Hamilton Hill high class is back for this episode, like Yvette Lowenthal is Chelsea. Melissa Disney is Blade. Chris Summer is Max. Lauren Tom is Dana. Uh, so, uh, and of course, Seth Green as Nelson Nash gets, a uh, gets to, uh, uh, have a little bit of a bigger role to play in this episode. And, uh, he, he does a great job, I think. And, uh, yeah, we have very brief, uh, Kevin Conroy, as we mentioned, kind of this voiceover, 
and this scene with him and Terry at the start of the episode, he doesn't really have much to do for the rest of it. But and then we have our sort of our, our guest players. We have uh, Max Brooks as Howard, um, which it, there's a couple of interesting little uh, tidbits about him. One is that he's really more, I guess, now in in Hollywood circles is much more of a writer. He he wrote for Saturday Night Live for a couple of years. Um, he also wrote the uh, the Brad Pitt uh, World War Z movie that uh, huh. came out a few years back. So I guess he's he's more of a writer than a uh, than an actor at this point. And uh, the other funny note about him is as this Howard character does get to come back a little bit later in the series. And uh, apparently, I think it's I might be on the commentary for uh, for one of the later episodes that he appears in, but. Uh, Bruce Tim told, tells a story about how he was uh, the actor Max Brooks. Uh, I guess he was coming out of his recording session just as someone had asked Bruce Tim about uh, some movie he had just seen. And Bruce Tim was like, oh, I hated it. It was terrible. It was, you know, the acting was bad and whatever. And Max Brooks apparently thought he was talking about his performance as Howard <laughs> in this very episode. And so he was pretty shocked to get the get a call saying that they wanted him to come back for future episodes. Uh, so they had to kind of clear up a little misunderstanding in that episode. But yeah, I think as we've, we've talked about, he's, he's so great as again, playing this, this goofy nerd that you don't hate, but that also, as we've mentioned, he 100% like gets his comeuppance that he deserves throughout this episode. And he does a good job there. I concur. Yeah, he's his his performance is really strong. And like you said, it's awesome to to know that this is a reoccurring character because so so many of these other than your main cast of sort of the Nelson, Chelsea, Blade, Max and Dana, you don't really have uh, a you get these introductions to these characters at the high school, but they're not really recurring like they they show up and then they they don't show up again at any point. Right, um, they either turn out to be a villain or <laughs> like this character we never met before became a villain. That's weird. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah, so it's it's refreshing to have a character that does come back, especially one that's so endearingly goofy and dorky. Um, yeah, I, I, I his his performance is really strong. Yeah, and we have uh, we have Sherry Appleby as Cynthia, who I think again does a good job. Obviously, she's playing a robot, so there's not a ton of uh, of range uh, asked of her. But uh, yeah, uh, Sherry Appleby, she's been in shows like ER and uh, more recently Chicago Fire. Uh, I think she does a really good job. And as we mentioned, the that final few minutes there when she's kind of arguing with Howard, and then when when he breaks up with her. Uh, I think she's really, really good. Mm. I'd go to pieces without you. Cynthia? Cynthia? Keep your hands to your... Mm. Cynthia! Go, Howard. We can be together forever. Forever's a long time. A real long time. And I'm kind of young. Which means we'll have even more time together. Cynthia, listen. We have to talk. The fact is, this relationship isn't working. You're way too possessive. It was great in the beginning, but now I... You what? I want to see other girls. Oh, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does, she does a strong job. Uh, she plays a, a cold robot that is... I mean, she does a great job of being a robotic synthoid. I, I don't know if there's a better compliment that you could <laughs> that you could give her. And especially the part, like you said, where she sort of has to... The only time she really has to venture outside of that is in these jealous, jealous rages that she seems to uh, seem to happen uh, fairly often. But, uh, you know, it's it's yeah, it's, it's strong. Yeah. And then obviously we have uh, we have uh, wrapping up the guest cast. We have Matt Landers as as Louie, the the shifty uh, synthoid builder. And then, of course, we have Will Friedle as Batman himself, um, who does a good job. Again, a lot of his his job in this episode is just to react to all the ridiculous things that are happening around him but uh, I think he does a good job in this episode as well Um, and then uh, as mentioned we get a a brief appearance by Howard's parents at the end of this episode and uh, his dad happens to be played by Homer Simpson himself Dan Castellaneta Um, and I'd be interested in finding out if I don't know if he was friends with Andrea Romano or with somebody else who worked on the show, 
because he's popped up at least one or two other times in the DCAU in like super minor roles, like almost, you know, vocal cameos. And I, I wonder if he just, you know, was, was friends with somebody and did it as a favor or if they actually kind of sought him out and just thought, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we got this guy to come in for this minor role? But he is, I just wanted to mention it because he is, as mentioned, insanely <laughs> funny in the 30 seconds or so that he that he gets to speak in this episode. So, uh, yeah, a, a great job by him as well. For all those reasons, I, uh, I I gave voice acting actually a perfect 10 out of 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, that line is uh, I, I can remember when we started reviewing Batman Beyond. And we talked about reviewing this episode specifically. Uh, I don't think we talked about it on air, but off air we had talked about it. And uh, you were verbatim available, <laughs> ready and, and ready and <laughs> able to quote that line verbatim. Uh, it was, it's so good. It's so goofy and off the wall, and uh, it's it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I gave I gave voice acting a very strong nine out of ten uh, for that purpose. So um, yeah, it's it's. It's a good voice cast. It's a fun episode. Everybody does a great job. Even even the very small role that Kevin Conroy plays at the beginning during the training sequence, uh, I thought that was done really well as well. Uh, it's a it's a amounts to no more than a cameo for Kevin Conroy himself, uh, but his his sort of instructional role as Terry is is going through this training sequence, I thought was really good too. As Batman, you must handle the widely varied tactics of your criminal adversary. Some will try to distract you with bizarre gimmicks. Learn to use their weapons against them. These quirks have a pattern. Recognizing them is the key to winning. Better, though your execution could use more finesse. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't get to see a lot of at least to this point in the series of of uh, of Bruce kind of putting Terry through these training drills that you you can kind of imagine that all of the the Robins and, and Batgirl went through when they were, were Terry's age. So it's, it's kind of cool to see just a glimpse of that. Absolutely. All right, Liam. So that will, whoop. Oh, Ooh, uh, double bonus. sound. That's right. Two double bonus points sound this week. So it means we must both have a point here. Um, so I will, uh, I will let you go first. Yeah. So my bonus point is just a little extra nugget for, uh, Howard, Howard's father's last line there. Howard! See ya! Mom? Dad? I thought you had another week in Madrid. We did, until you maxed out our credit card. What in blazes did you buy with it? Dynamite? Dynamite to blow up the house with? Um, <laughs> what... What did you buy dynamite dynamite to blow up our house with? Because <laughs> I think there I would put that right up there with the Joker shouting, Look at the sides of that cake man as like the funniest line in <laughs> all of DCAU history. Like that is so funny. The delivery is great. It's a very, very funny line. Uh, yep. Anyway, so like it's great writing. It's delivered so well by uh, by Mr. Castellaneta, and it's just like I said. I think I think it deserved an extra special shout out because I I legitimately think it's one of the two or three funniest single lines in any episode of anything we're gonna review on this show ever. 
<laughs> it's it's so good. It's so it's delivered perfectly. It's the perfect time. It's like the last thing that you hear at the end of the episode, <laughs> and and just just the whole sequence of it. I mean, it reminds me of something from like a you know a teen. It's like a teen movie or something like that. A teen yeah. party movie where you know the parents find out that that it's happening, but it's just so off the wall and and like a surreal like goofy comment what did you buy dynamite dynamite to blow our house up with uh it's just so so great um yeah that's that is an excellent excellent bonus point there um my bonus point is actually for the name of the episode and that is uh of course terry's friend dates a robot uh I love the fact that this episode did not try and disguise what it is. Uh, this episode, <laughs> right from the get-go, when the after the the Batman Beyond title sequence comes through and you hear the music, you see the title card pop up. Terry's friend dates a robot. And you're like, well, I don't have to worry with it or wonder what this episode's going to be about or what which episode this is. They didn't try and cover it up. They named it so matter of fact. Um, I appreciate that. We have joked about that several times uh, on this show. So uh, my bonus point is for the title of the episode <laughs> here, uh, which actually, before we get to our final scores here, we wanted to have a, take a fun little exercise here. So earlier this week, we said... Uh, all right, we we love this episode. We love the title of this episode, and we joked about it previously here on the on the show. If every episode of a DCAU show had been named this way, um, <laughs> matter of fact, to the point, no sort of like mystery or air about what is what is happens on the episode, right? Yes, just the the most literal title imaginable. What would some of what could we rename some of the, you know, some different episodes that we've reviewed or that are memorable in this DCAU pantheon that uh, if, if they, what, what would happen if they had just as literal a title as Terry's friend dates the robot? All right. So we, we both took three. We have three episodes that we decided to do here. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll take turns. We'll each, we'll each list it. And then the other person will try and guess which, which episode it is. Um, my guess is that based on our knowledge, these may not be too difficult uh, to, <laughs> to guess what they are, but I figured it would be a fun exercise. And, uh, and certainly, uh, if you're listening at home and you enjoy this, this little bit here, send us your own tweet, Liam, yes, at, please. <laughs> at DCAU review. I'd love to hear some of your ideas for what episodes, what literal names and titles certain DCAU episodes could have been called. Uh, Liam, go ahead and kick us off with your first, with your first episode. Okay, so my first one is entitled Bruce's friend gets his face blown off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with two face parts one and two. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, My first one is Clark's friend wears a new watch. Uh, I'm going to guess that is Superman's pal. That is correct, sir. Superman's a good alternate pal. one for that would be Clark's friend dates a girl who dates a robot. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Very strong. All right. My second one is Tim's friend is actually Clayface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Which one could this be? Could this be growing <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> it, it is, in fact, Growing Pains, uh, an episode we haven't reviewed yet, but uh, one of the ones that came to mind as I was thinking about this. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't reviewed Superman's pal yet either. But uh, all right. How about how about this one? Bruce's friend dates a plant enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, ke- chemistry? Uh, close. It could actually probably could have been could have been any of the members. Oh, Bruce's it's, uh, it's friend. Poison. Yeah, it's correct. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Bruce's friend dates a plant enthusiast. Man, Bruce's friend had a rough go of it. <laughs> His face is blown off. He dates a plant enthusiast. That's great. Uh, and my final one, I went a little outside the box on it. This I love is it. Called, this 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 one I'm going with is called. Virgil's friend's dad is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> and that would, of course, be Sons of the Father. 
Correct. Uh, from Static Jack. Love it. Um, so my my last one, it's it's a little bit tricky. You got to listen to it. Okay. Uh, and this is one we have not reviewed yet either, but it is on the docket here. So so listen closely. So it's entitled Terry's friend's friend Terry disappears. <laughs> <laughs> that would in fact be the episode where's terry i believe that is correct you that's have... a great one that's a great one there we go all right that's well we to go out on we we enjoyed that little bit there uh, uh yeah so as we said if you have your own titles for episodes try and stump us we'd love to we'd love to to see that uh, exercise done tweet liam at dcau review this week with your episodes renamed with literal titles here in the dcau we would love love to see you come up with some and see if you can stump us but yes, uh, please. yeah all right liam uh, so let's let's total up our scores here including our bonus points I have a very strong 38 out of 40 here for this episode. Wow. And yeah, and I'm uh, just behind you with a 37 out of 40. All right, another another entry into our top picks section. So we uh we now have uh man, we have almost what amounts to be a full season uh, order of top picks now. I believe this is our 22nd entry into our top picks section here across all DCAU shows. Um, so I guess, uh, there's really no need once it's in the top pick section to talk about rewatchability, but, uh, right. I, I think this is a, this is a must watch just because of the comedy and the enjoyment that we get out of it. Absolutely. It's, it's fun. It's, it's just a great way to spend 22 minutes. You know, it's like we said, it's funny. There's some, but there's also some great animation and action to it. And then, uh, yeah, great score. Uh, just all around it's, it's everything you want out of uh out of 22 minutes watching batman beyond and if you're gonna do teen drama high school drama th- to me this is the way to to do it agreed Excellent. All right. Well, that will wrap us up for this week's episode. As we've already mentioned, don't forget to tweet Liam this week at DCAU Review. Uh, we follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we love interacting with listeners. Uh, we've had some really nice people uh, say some really nice things about us on Twitter and 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 let us know that they're listening to us. So uh, if you enjoy us, uh, we always appreciate feedback and and hearing you know what you do and don't like about episodes or maybe Absolutely. maybe what you do and don't like about the podcast. So uh, a good way to to do that officially is to leave us a review. If you go on to uh, Apple Podcasts, they made it very simple now. You can log into the Apple Podcasts app and uh, just leave us a, a five-star review and, and let us know what you like about the episode, what you appreciate. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, Apple, Google, and um, iHeartRadio Podcast, plus, of course, Spotify. You can find us on there. Uh, Liam, anything else to add for this week's episode? Uh, not really. Just uh, we have one more week next week to wrap up our Batman Beyond Month. We will be reviewing the first episode of the Digital Coloration Age of Batman hmm. Beyond. And that will be the episode Eyewitness. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Don't forget also on the horizon, we also have our upcoming episode uh, we'll have a bonus episode shortly a review of the latest batman the adventures continue comics that will be also right here on this feed so you will not want to miss that make sure you guys have read that before you tune in because uh, we'll be discussing everything from the latest two chapters of batman the adventures continue but until then i'm cal and i'm liam and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the dcau review bye bye